Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Well, 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 I am back in the studio. This is Chad Prather here with another episode of Second Shot, missing my buddy Heath Oaks for yet again. A third week in a row. You guys are like ships in the night. You just keep missing each other. We keep well, we pass in the night, but whoa, the collision! It is, it is <laughs> fantastic and amazing. I've been on the road so much, I haven't been in the studio the last couple of weeks. So you guys have been kind of burning the midnight oil, getting these episodes in. Heath's been good. We've had some guests on. Yeah. Uh, what the last episode, Matt Stoker was on with Heath. Uh huh. And I love it because when I listen to it, Zach, I get to hear your thoughts on so much more. Because Kristen's been out. Of course, she's still <laughs> on maternity leave. Yes. And uh, technically, Heath is out today on maternity leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they finally, he and his wife Jenny, they finally had a beautiful, gorgeous baby. I love her name. Brighton yeah, Oaks. Brighton Oaks. It's a good name. I can't wait to meet her. The kid will never know what it's like to be poor, you know, (laughs) and there are things that you should learn, lessons in life, and this kid's not going to know adversity at all. Yeah, he's on top of it. Jenny, too. Yeah, Yeah, they're both both, uh, hugely successful. But the beautiful thing about Heath and Jenny is is the incredible friendship we have and, and how we've gotten to know each other. They got their head on right. You know, they, yeah, they, they really do. They yeah. are straight. They've got good values. They're very responsible people, and they're business savvy and acumen, and the way they handle life in general is just solid, and I, and I appreciate it. I actually, you know, I'm 44 years old. I hate admitting that. <laughs> Heath, of course, and, I, and Heath, if you're listening to this, buddy, every time I refer to you, I'm going to reach over and just touch your chair. It's true. Because that's what I do when he's here, too. Mm. I just, I just <laughs> pat him on the knee and look him in the blue eyes. Um, that subtle touch. Yeah, these guys, I'll tell you, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal folks. And when I look at Heath, I don't see a 29-year-old. I see somebody that, to me, mentors me in a number of ways. I mm. listen to him. I seek his advice. He's got a lot of wisdom. And he'll slaughter the English language. He's, he's an old soul. He's an old soul. You're, yeah. That's a good way to put Wise that. Wise beyond his years. So our producer, Zach, is here. And, of course, we've got in the studio with us intern Mimi. Hey, you could you let her talk. There she is. Turn a, give her a microphone, Zach. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, the folks that have been listening to us, you know that Second Shot, we typically take news stories and headlines, and we take a life outlook at them. We're going to do a little bit of that today, but hey, Heath's not here to correct me, so who knows what we're going to talk I'm, about. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, you came in like a tornado today. Well, let me say, first of all, the reason <laughs> I did that is because life is apparently busy. Business is good here at Lincoln Center, and we're in what, Tower 2? Yes. Uh, you couldn't find a parking place. Really? There was no parking place out there, and, and so you know what I did? Mm. In the free lot, there was nothing. I circled it two or three times. There were people cussing. They were fuming. They were fussing. They, they were ready to get into a fight with each other. They were tailgating each other, really having a hard time. You know what I did? Mm. I went to the pay lot. You know why? Why? Because I'm not cheap. <laughs> I prefer convenience and ease in life. I'm not cheap, and I can afford a $10 parking spot. I pull up. People, are they'll, they'll immediately get out of their car, and they'll light up a cigarette out of a $7, $8 pack of cigarettes. They can afford that. I can afford it. For peace of mind, I can afford place to park you know and as a footnote you weren't late you were still here on time and that's why you are perfect for me zach today yeah. i'm going to give you another lesson the reason even with that issue my philosophy in life is be on time all the time except some of the time and then be ahead of time <laughs> and i'm telling you it'll keep you out of trouble all the time but hey you know what the other week when i was supposed to be here i actually slept through our appointment i had gotten in at four o'clock in the morning a late red-eye flight and i Totally 
did not set the alarm. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty because Heath, Heath didn't divulge that information. No, yeah. and Heath and I, are, we're pretty good about that because we don't tell each other's flaws even when we know them. And, and it's sometimes a really funny stories. But Heath texted me and he said, are you coming or not? And I said, brother, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled over in the bed <laughs> and that's what, I, that's what was going on. Mimi, yeah. how old are you? I'm 21. That is a horrible question to ask a lady, and I apologize, but <laughs> I had okay. to know because because I'm always, every time I come in this office, I'm surrounded by 20-somethings, and it makes me feel... Like a star? Old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do believe in being on time, and, and it was an awesome thing, and I'll tell you, there is a life lesson. I, you know, I'm talking about paying to park and things like that, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to lead this into something, but... I do have people a lot of times in my life who complain about different things. I have just done 15 days on the road, all shows. Mm -hmm. uh, last week I had six shows in six cities. Just got back from Colorado two nights ago. I'm headed back to Colorado in the morning where we got shows all through the weekend. I go to South Carolina next week, doing all these things. So I'm, I'm everywhere. And I hear people all the time who want to complain. Oh, man, I can't afford to do this. I can't afford to do that. Your ticket prices are too high or I don't want to pay to park. And yeah, Somebody's always complaining about sure. money. Even when, when Jade and I, my wife, when we didn't have anything, when we didn't have any money, we still made a deal with one another. We were never going to talk like we were poor. We were never going to talk like we didn't have anything. Because I believe that success and prosperity is a mindset, first and foremost. And if you're always telling people how poor you are and how bad you've got it, guess what? You will rise to chase that expectation that you've got in your own mind. So I've never had that impoverished mindset. So that's a life lesson, kids. Y'all take that away with you. And I'm not calling y'all the kids. I'm talking to our listeners all over the country. Where were our most listeners last week? Well, I hope I'm saying this right. Chandelure Islands, Louisiana. They were I know there was some in East Texas because Heath got excited about that. Yeah. That's his folks over there. So a lot of weird things are going on in the news this week. And I told myself all day long I was not going to bring these issues up. But they're just such hotbed topics that I, I, I just want to talk about them. All right. They're hotbed issues because I got in so much trouble online over these things. The first was Notre Dame graduates walk out of their commencement ceremony because they did not want to listen to Vice President Mike Pence give a commencement speech. Right. This, this, so that was their protest. Yeah, and this is interesting because I follow you on Twitter, and you're right. I've been keeping up with this. Mm -hmm. and, 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 yeah, that was something that you, you, you tweeted about, and the stone started rolling. They did. And typically I stay pretty well composed, but... I got pretty well pissed at yeah. a couple of people because, again, when it becomes a personal attack or when people just don't debate well mm. and they start throwing accusations, I don't like that. So I believe in good, solid debate. I believe in it. The point I made online was I, I simply said on Facebook, I said, remember their faces because if you're an employer, when these guys come looking for a job – do you really want to hire somebody that can't sit there and handle somebody they disagree with? As a boss, I'm not, and I didn't bring politics into it because mm -hmm. in that situation I didn't care. But you can't sit there long enough and just listen to somebody that you disagree with. You're going to get up and walk out. How many times is that going to happen in the conference room or the boardroom when the boss is going to say something they don't like and they're going to say, you know what, I disagree with this, so I'm going to walk out. So I had about 60,000 people that responded to that Facebook post, 70,000. I don't know what it was. Wow. It was a crazy amount. It got a lot of press. Which happens, but it always brings out the haters because, again, they want to politicize it. I wasn't politicizing it. I also went on to make the comment that had Joseph Biden been sitting there giving a commencement speech and one of my daughters or one of my sons were sitting in there and they walked out, I would have been very upset with them as well. Oh, that's what I got from my parents. They're like, if you ever walked yeah. out of your graduation ceremony for anything, we'd yeah. be furious. So, so, the, so from the headline, here's what I take on the business side of that and from the personal side of that. It's impossible 
to accomplish anything in life if you can't handle some adversity. You're going to disagree with people. You're going to dislike what they say. I have had so many people in my life who had authority over me that I disagreed with. I don't care if it was a boss, a manager, a coach, somebody in my life right now. To this day, I have a manager in L.A. I've got an agent in L.A. They tell me things that I don't like things that I don't want to do, but I have to sit back and say, hey, you know, they've been in the entertainment business for 35, 40 years, collectively a lot, and I'm still learning things so often. I've got to listen to that. The quickest way to career suicide would be for me to pull a Kathy Griffin and go off the rails and do what she did, which maybe we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. But, but uh, <laughs> you don't listen to people who know that there is more wisdom. They've got more experience, and maybe you ought to listen to them. Rather than saying, hey, instead I'm going to protest, which brings me to another point that maybe we'll bring up in the next segment when we come back. Just because you got the right to do it doesn't mean you're right. All right, stick around. We're coming up on the second segment of Second Shot. I am Oakless. This is Chad Prather. We'll be right back. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to the second segment of Second Shot. Chad Prather sitting here with my buddy Zach. Hey. And Mimi, we're going to keep her around for we're gonna We're going to keep her the whole show. Hey. She got an opportunity to say 21 in the last segment. So let's, ju- <laughs> let's jump right in this because I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this thing because we talked about the Mike Pence thing. Yes. You, you have to understand how you respond to people who are in authority, people you disagree with. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. They disrupted, but still peaceful. They stood up and they walked out. Another form of protest is apparently what entertainer or loosely translated comedian Kathy Griffin did with yeah. her photographer friend who is a kind of a shock photographer. Everybody's seen it at this point. She held up what looked to be a severed head of Donald Trump. It was all bloody and nasty. and Covered in and blood. Covered yeah. in blood. And it was, a, it was an image of, of a beheading, which is something, of course, our enemies in the Middle East, uh, the ISIS, extreme terrorist groups, that is their form of execution. Yeah. And so that was, what, that was her statement, and now she has basically committed a career suicide. I don't know that her career was that great, but let's face it, she's probably worth $20 million, and I say that with a little bit of educated guess and study, but what are your thoughts on that? How far, Mimi, how far can a person go? To state their opinion. Right. It's a hard one because I know that there are people out there who feel so passionate about certain things. Yeah. But, man, you got to know where the limits are. Right. It, this, is, this is one of those things that is, is a much smaller scale. Every once in a while, if I'm really upset about something on Facebook, I'll get on. I'll type out a response. I'll stop and look at it for a second. Then I'll delete it because yeah. I know that's a silly thing to post. Like, I yeah. probably shouldn't do that. That's how I feel about that image. And you looked into <laughs> it more than I did. You said, oh, it was a beheading in the Middle East. I said, I didn't even get that far. I looked yeah. at the image and was like, that's, yeah, that's that's just that's, that's right off the ledge. Yeah, it's you, whew, flyingly. Did you see the image, Mimi? I actually have not. You haven't seen the image? Well, guess what we're going to do at the break. Yeah. We're going to show you the fun, fun, fun (laughs) image. It's all over the news. She actually, uh, CNN just fired her because she does do a New Year's Eve thing with them. And 
all of her folks that she's been a paid endorser for, they've mostly pulled it. I noticed that a lot of the theaters, uh, including such as the Mirage Casino and Theater in Las Vegas, have said not only is her yeah. show canceled, but she'll never work here again. How could she? No, it, it's, it's, it's basically unrecoverable. I, it would take a miracle, but who knows? I've seen some crazier things out there. The issue is, just again, I'll go back to the point, just because you've got a right to do something, and this translates into marriage. This translates into business. And just because you say, "Hey, I got the right to do this," doesn't right. mean it's always the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, just because so you can doesn't mean you should. She can limit it, limit it, and say, or she could say, "Well, it's a First Amendment right. I've got freedom of speech." But let me tell you, just because you got the freedom to say something doesn't mean you're exempt from the freedom of consequences that come with it. Right. And that's what a lot of people forget. Yes, you can say a lot of things, but if you go into a theater and yell fire. And people get hurt trying to trample over one another, trying to get out of there, and there's no fire. Guess what? You're going to jail right. because there are consequences to what you did. Who knows what the ultimate deal? I mean, this is this actually could have been misconstrued or, or at least interpreted. I don't think it's misconstrued, but it could have been interpreted by the Secret Service, by the FBI, by Homeland Security, all of these guys as a terroristic threat. I'd have to assume it probably yeah. was. I mean, look at it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's grim. It's chilling. There's no telling how many emails the Secret Service was flooded with of people who reported her. Yeah. It's, so, it's just so, like, I almost can't believe it. The first time I saw it, I thought, maybe it's Photoshopped. I mean, it, can't, it, like, it doesn't look real. It looks so <laughs> absurd. But, that's, you know, but again, that's the point. There, there are a lot of things that you want to do to try to, maybe you want to salvage your career. Obviously, that's what she's trying to do. Maybe she's trying to get noticed. Maybe she's trying to get a pat on the back or, uh, you know, another laugh or, or something to, to make her relevant again. When it comes to life and business, when it comes to me, you, you've got to play by certain rules. Right. Now, I love risk takers. I really do. I love people who push the envelope. I, uh, Heath Oaks is one of those guys. He yeah. dreams big. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys that threw everything away to go out and walk off a limb, you know, off a ledge rather to do what I do these days and fortunately was successful with it. But... Ah, boy, there you got it. You got to remember your ethics. You got to remember. And I love what John Maxwell, great leadership and business guru, said years ago. He said, "There's no such thing as business ethics. You either have ethics or you don't. There's no business ethics. <laughs> if you have ethics in life, then you'll have ethics in business. Sure. And if you don't, then guess what? It's going to translate into all sorts of fraud and criminal activity and lies and treachery and deceit and deception. And those things are just going to." They're going to backfire on you. To go back to what you said uh, about freedom of speech, one of the beautiful things I think about America is that we are a melting pot of ideas, of ideologies. Sure. We exchange these things back and forth, and that's kind of why the First Amendment is important. But, good Lord, <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures like that and putting them on the Internet is just a little much, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I mean, that's not, a, that's not an idea. That's a statement. That's so a, now you go, yeah. back, you go back to those Notre, Notre Dame graduates. What they did, that was an expression of their freedom of speech, and they had that. Right. It, it was disrespectful. It was disrespectful because if they truly wanted to protest, they could have just not gone. Mm. But they disrupted the ceremony, but it was still a peaceful demonstration of what they did. Nobody was hurt or injured or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you take this, which we still don't know the ultimate ramifications of what somebody trying to create, what they would interpret as art, is going to have uh, on the culture of America. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, I'm one of those people, I try to be an optimist, I try to find the silver lining, I try to say, well, everybody's got a point, everybody's got an opinion. I like to think that everybody is is defensible, but this one is just... I can't figure it out. I can't get to the bottom of well, it. Well, let me give you a headline here. This sure. Gonna, this is going to take us to one step further of somebody who consistently pushes the envelope. Yeah. And sometimes he's right. Fortunately, he's been right most of the time so far uh, in what we've seen. And sometimes he's wrong. 
and that's President Donald Trump. Sure. So, okay, so he just got back from the G7 summit. After that, now he's saying that he is about to pull out of the France Accords, which basically is a climate change pact that President Obama put us in. Right. And he's saying, look, that would that would reduce uh, fossil fuel emissions in the country by 30%. Yeah, the Paris Accords, of course. The Paris Accords. So, yes. so he's saying we're, we're going to give that decision here in the next couple of days, but it looks like they're pulling out of this thing. Right. Now, there's and been that, no official statement. But no it's official just, statement. Right. But yeah. you've got 200 nations who have signed into that accord. You want to talk about somebody pushing the envelope and saying, hey, no, no, I'm protesting something that the rest of the world looks at as being a good thing. Right. But he looks at it and says, his advisors look at it and say, no, uh, we believe climate change and you don't have the scientific facts that you're putting out there. Right. You're putting out theories. You're not putting out facts. You're not putting out evidence. You're not putting out anything empirical here. And so rather than cost us jobs by shutting down coal factories and all of these things in the United States, we're going to pull out of this thing because you're not showing us the evidence where this thing is legitimately making a difference. Right. And people who have supported this uh, said, you know, this is unfair, you know, because it's a thing. That's how our democracy works. We right. have a new person every four years, a new administration, and that's how things go. Right. I mean, this is not, we're not France. We don't elect one person and have them forever. <laughs> we have a, a set of documents, but that's about it. You know, other than that, yeah. it's dealer's choice, and this is the way it's going. Well, and so so you're looking at three different types of protest here. Mm-hmm. One, one is, and in all, in all three of them are frowned upon. So you've got these graduates, you've got this Kathy Griffin situation, which is horrendous, and then, you, and then you've got President Trump, which the world is looking at saying, that's horrendous. They're saying, no, climate change is real, and if you're not going to take this thing seriously, then, you know, the, the planet is doomed. And I love what Dennis Miller said. You know, they, the, they came out years ago, and they said, well, since 1918, since 1918, uh, the average temperatures in the world have actually increased by one degree. And Dennis Miller said, I'm thinking that in 1918, they didn't have a firm, solid scientific grasp on the concept of Fahrenheit. Right. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, one degree change that's in 100 true. years. So, so we're looking at this stuff and we're saying, OK, we're really looking at major climate change. And that's up for you guys to debate amongst yourselves. But I'm just saying, at what point in time do you try to become a trendsetter? Do you become a change agent and you're mocked and ridiculed for it? But you believe truly you're doing the right thing for the greater good, which in, in this case is what Trump is trying to do. And then you become a person who protests like the, the grads do and say, OK, well, we don't agree with this, so we're walking out. Mm-hmm. And then you protest in a way that Kathy Griffin does. It just appalls everybody, including yeah. the people on her side. Ugh. So so I don't know. I'll put those things out there and I'll say there are different ways that you guys can can protest, debate. They're not always going to they're never going to be acceptable by everybody. But I'll tell you, that's uh it's, it's an interesting way to go about it. Zach, man, I, and I knew the first time I met you, you had a rebellious heart. I really did. Thanks. I knew that, that everything we said, you were going to go against it. That's and, and not true. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not true at all. I mean, Mimi, you can't hear Mimi on the microphone right now, but she's holding up a sign over here that says, Save the Paris Accord. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing I really know about is a Honda Accord, and I used to make out with a girl named Regina uh, when we were 17 years old. <laughs> and it was her car, not mine. So that's the only Accord I've got any experience with. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, with that, let's take a break and come back to the third and my favorite final segment, and uh, let's talk about some emails and some other fun stuff going on in the world of Second Shot. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Chad Prather. Be right back. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come.
Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. I am wondering if Heath was in as much of a withdrawal without me here as I am without him here. Did I say that right? Uh, you know, I think so. Withdrawal, yeah. Did he have a little? Did he? Have, did he miss me at all? Did he mention? Did I come up? Well, of course, being Heath, he didn't act like it. Probably He's not. like, ah, we'll, we'll do it without him. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need him. I don't need Chad Prather. What a jackass. <laughs> Golly. No, he's very sweet about it, yeah. Ah, he's, he's my buddy, man. I'll tell you what. I'm so happy that that baby's here. Beautiful. Oh, my God. I know. She's, he's got to bring her up to the studio. So. I got I to gotta get the Kathy Griffin image out of Mimi's head, and so in a little while I'm going to show you Heath and Jenny Oak's baby because what a beautiful little girl it's they had. True. And it was it was such a treat, you know, seeing seeing the likes and comments rolling yeah. on Facebook, just all these people who were like, God, it's so cool. Yeah, it's great. Well, Jenny is highly respected in her field and her craft and, in, and personally. Yes. You know, you know the, what she does with the news, what she does at Fox 4, she's tremendously respected, And but people respect her and love her on a personal level. And of course, Heath. Heath's just our redneck you know we just love him <laughs> he's our guy he slaughters the language he's and we just great. let him do it yeah but i was so proud of them they did so good mm. and now their lives are forever changed yeah so mimi zach don't be in a rush don't be in a rush to have babies i'm curious to hear <laughs> yeah i'm curious to hear what uh what, what he thinks the whole fatherhood thing because like you said like it changes oh, i can it already really see does. the science just oh, from yeah? what he's saying i can already see the science uh-huh. now for me i've said this on the on the show before after my first child was born, I couldn't travel for. Now you know how much I travel. Oh, of course. I, I didn't travel for two years. It's hard that. to believe knowing you. Yeah, I could not you... be away from her. Yeah, I couldn't be away from her. Huh? Grounded. I, I, and then and then she just graduated high school last yeah. week. Well, congrats. Thanks. Yeah, that it was. Nice. I cried the whole damn time. Oh. I, I cried like a baby. <laughs> I did. I mean, she's just so ah doing so good. Well, what's uh, what's next up on the on the agenda for? For me or for my kids or graduate? I'd, I'd say I both. got another one graduating next year. The graduate. Do you really? I do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I have another graduate, and then okay, I'll have yes. three more to go after that. Yeah. Five kids, Mimi. What are you talking about? Five oh, wow. kids. This kid yeah. got busy. <laughs> <laughs> busy. Used to scare me, man. I'd come home, take my pants off. She was pregnant. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I didn't have anything to do with that. And a lot of Jack Daniels. Uh, no, but speaking of Heath, I want you guys to go find him on Twitter, on Facebook, all of the socials at Ignorance on Fire, at Ignorance on Fire. Go find him and follow him. You can find me at Watch Chad. We'll say that. And then you can go to WatchChad.com. You can find out all my upcoming shows and all kind of fun stuff. We got an email here. And if you ever want to send one in, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Come straight to Zach, and he mm. prints off the good stuff. And this is our uh, longtime loyal fan, Colby. Is this the same Colby? It is. Colby well, I'm Morris. learning that I we I think we all made the mistake that Colby was a, was a man. I know. I feel bad about that. I I'm generalized. Sorry, Colby. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Colby, I'm sure you're very sweet. We appreciate it. Colby is is a ma'am. <laughs> uh, so she says, uh, this is sort of a dated question, but with some of the Twitter, quote, discussion Chad was having, which <laughs> does get interesting, I thought it might be relevant to both he and Heath. Uh, Mike Pence won't eat with females alone in order to honor his marriage. That's a powerful statement that many just don't understand today. You two are both on the road quite a bit and have to be in unusual situations at times and those around you. Do you subscribe to the same philosophy or something similar? Zach, 
What are your thoughts on Mike? Did you hear him make that statement? He caught a lot of flack. I, I did. And, and honestly, I'm more curious what you're going to have to say about yeah. it. Uh, to me, it seems, uh, you know, it seems a little out of place. Yeah. You know, it's 2017. People have a lot of liberal ideas now. I, I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed a little strange. I understand where he was coming from in the sense that he said he does not want to have dinner or lunch or whatever with another woman yeah. if his wife's not there. I mean, the man very clearly loves his wife. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to respect him for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. And I, what do you think about that, Mimi? You got any thoughts I on that? I, I don't know. I think that's a little excessive. A little excessive? You should be able to eat lunch with. Yeah. I think, it should, woman. I think you should be able to eat lunch with. Should, woman, shouldn't be too intimidated. Yeah. Maybe not like a fancy dinner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wine and candles. Maybe yeah. we draw uh, the line right there. <laughs> I, I believe in uh, I believe in personal accountability, first of all. I think there are many, many ways to do that. I don't disagree with Mike Pence if that is his personal conviction, if that's the way their marriage is designed. Um, I understand where he's coming from with that, but I also understand he's now in a role where that's going to be very, very difficult uh, because he is the vice president of the United States. He does have to have you know a lot of different people in his life. Uh, it's not always going to be easy to have his wife there. Right. And so I say that to say, for me personally, first— Everybody that knows Jade and me know that we're best friends. We have a very unique relationship. We got a relationship that not a lot of people have or will yeah. ever have. And a lot of people would not want our relationship, but mm -hmm. we're best friends. And we trust each other. We know each other. She knows how I am. I know how she is. I'm very flaky and out there and extroverted. I never meet a stranger, and everybody's my best friend. And I just, I'm a hugger, not a handshaker. And that, that goes for guys and gals both. And a lot of people look at me and go, wow, you're awfully flirtatious. You know what? My wife knows that. She knows how I am. Yeah. It's not meant as a sexual advance or anything stupid like that, but I am just very gregarious and outgoing with people. Jade is very focused. She's very driven. She's very, she's right on the dotted line. She's administrative. She's black and white. She is so focused and so in tune with things. She looks at it and she goes, that's frivolous. I trust you. I know you. I know who you are and I know how you do. So if I'm in a certain situation where that becomes a necessity, whether it's business-wise or something on a professional level, no, I'm not going to sit there and say, absolutely not. I'm not going to do this because I would never get any business done because I live on the road. Right. I stay on the road. Yeah. But I, I don't take anything away from the vice president for doing that. No. But at the same time, I don't take that away from anybody else. You know when somebody's an Anthony Weiner. <laughs> you know? I just love saying that name. But, I mean, what yeah. a name for a guy that's such a pervert. I it's mean, true. who's sending pictures of himself to underage girls and all this crazy stuff he did. It's almost Freudian. So, so you can recognize those signs. You can recognize those signs. That, yeah. There's a huge, huge difference between somebody who's trying to accomplish something professionally versus— So I can't speak for Heath, but I could guess pretty well because Heath manages a lot of sales agents over three states. Right. And he has to deal with a lot of people. Not all of them are males. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, for me, it's I'm not as hard on that conviction with things. I understand where he's coming from. If that's your deal, then that's your deal. It's just going to be a tough one. But, uh, Colby, I hope that answers your question. hope that'll make you less, think less of us. I am huge on the whole objectification of women or, or objectification of the sexes. Mm -hmm. So whether it's the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue or a Playboy magazine or something like that, it's created this culture where we've objectified women. We've objectified the female body So and their sexuality rather than looking at them and say, hey, you're just another human being. Now, that can lead to a lot of dangerous things and temptation if you're not careful and you don't have that perspective. But I have guys all the time historically have said, well, I, I can't, I'm trying to find a mate. I can't even get a date. And I said, well, okay, here's how you do that. First of all, don't walk up to some girl at a bar or in a restaurant or social setting and give a pickup line. How you doing? Yeah, don't do that. Ask her her name. Ask her where she's from. 
have a conversation the same that you would with any guy that would be standing there. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? You can move into the, hey, you're pretty and I like you stuff later on, but get to know them as a person rather than objectifying them and saying, well, this is a potential mate or this is a potential partner or a potential you know, hookup or relationship or whatever. That's the wrong way. You're always starting out on the wrong foot with that. It's virtually impossible for guys to do that naturally because we're so weird in our mind. But if you have that mindset, you can approach it that way. You had a great line a while back. You Probably said, several. The only, of course. You, you said <laughs> that the only way you're ever going to get anywhere professionally, and in, in life as well, is if you're yourself. Just be you. Got to be Don't you. be fake. And, and yeah, that, it's the same thing for, you know, meeting somebody, dating. Yeah. Like, just be yourself because at the end of the day, that's who they're going to have to get to know. You can't be fake forever. Right. And, and I've said before, Frederick Nietzsche, and that's a huge point for me is, is being yourself. Frederick Nietzsche said you can't wear two masks to the world for very long without forgetting which one is the real face yeah uh, you can't wear two faces to the world it's so you got to take the mask off i was in a tv interview the other day and a guy said what sets you apart from the rest and i said i'm comfortable in my own skin i know who i am i'm not trying to be anybody else to the degree that you can be an individual and be yourself and speak with your own voice and personality you will set yourself apart from the crowd mm. so i tell you what go figure out how to be yourself be your own voice and and uh, hey i you know it, it's made a living for me. I, uh, I keep running my mouth, and people keep listening to it. <laughs> Hopefully they'll come to Loveland, Colorado tomorrow night and Denver this weekend and see me live and, and see some more good stuff, and we'll have some big laughs. But thank you for tuning in. Go find Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire. Email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. Go find me at watchchad.com, and you'll discover everything you ever wanted to know about Chad Prather and then some. It really ain't much. For Mimi, our intern, and for Zach, our producer, this has been another episode of Second Shot. We'll see you next time. It's going to be me and Heath Oaks in the studio, guaranteed.